Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, woo! This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Good morning and welcome to the show for Wednesday, November 1st. Here we are in November. Can you believe it? 2023. So glad you're hanging out with us bright and early this morning. Celebrity birthdays on the way. This day in history. Random facts. A viral video of a woman in tears because she has to work a real job. Plus 10 things that we'd give up to be debt-free, and next hour, talking Law with Greg Thurman in studio, plus a whole lot more. It's all being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com, or call them, 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays here for Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. Can you believe we are in November? It is, it's here. The, the year's almost over, guys. How did it happen? All right, let's get to it. Max Burkholder, who is uh, Max Braverman on Parenthood, is 26 today. Penn Badgley, Badgley, Penn Badgley, who played Dan Humphrey on Gossip Girl, is 37. Natalia Tenna, who's OSHA on Game of Thrones, is 39. Matt Jones, who is Badger on Breaking Bad. (laughs) That dude is so funny. Uh, He's 42 today. Bo Bice. The rocker runner-up from American Idol Season 4 is 48. Jenny McCarthy is 51. Tony Collette, who played Tara on the United States of Tara, is 51. Def Leppard's one-armed drummer, Rick Allen, is 60 today. Big Kenny Alphen of Big and Rich is 60. Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is 61. Mags Fjörlman from AHA is 61. Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, is 63. Lyle Lovett, country singer, used to be married to Julia Roberts, is 66. On this day in history, in 1512, Michelangelo's masterpiece on the the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel was unveiled after more than four years of working on his back. In 1604, Shakespeare's Othello was first presented at Whitehall Palace in London. In 1800, our second president, John Adams, became the first president to move into the White House. In 1894, Billboard Advertising Magazine was first published, costing 10 cents. It's now known simply as Billboard. The first car magazine was published in 1895, titled The Horseless Age. The Library of Congress was open to the public on this date in 18... 
97. In 1936, the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association was founded. Agatha Christie's first published classic murder mystery, Death on the Nile, was released on this date in 1937. Cool Hand Luke with Paul Newman, released on this date in 1967. Walter Payton died of bile duct cancer on this date in 1999 at the age of 45. And in 2012, Gmail became the world's first popular email service. The world's first, the world's most, the world's most popular email service on this date in 2012. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. The opposite of deja vu is jama vu. <laughs> Looks like jamais vu. Jama. Anyway, the experience of feeling unfamiliar with something that's actually very familiar to you. Huh. Interesting. Jama vu. The largest country in Europe is Ukraine. It's about 22,000 square miles bigger than France. If you exclude Russia, which is partially in Europe, by the way. It's legal to own a flamethrower in 48 states. Yeah, why not? Only California and Maryland losers uh, have regulated them. And only Maryland has banned them. The village people didn't come up with the YMCA arm movements people... That, that, that people do to the song. Well, actually, we played that the other night at the Princess Ball with the Rotary Club. Uh, the audience started doing it when they performed on American Bandstand in 1979, so they decided to incorporate it into their act. So it came from the fans, my friend. YMCA. Crayola has been owned by Hallmark since 1984. It all works together, doesn't it? You watch a sad movie or you need to make a card or sign a card, you get a Crayola, Crayola crayon, don't you? No, I don't either. I don't know why I said that. All right, those are your random facts. Truly random. Good morning. Good Wednesday morning to you. Thanks for being here bright and early. Today's show, of course, brought to you by our good friends at Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law. This is a uh, viral video that's out there right now, which is uh, quite humorous to me. It's a Gen Z woman, and she has gone viral because the grind of a real 9-to-5 job is making her sad, and her rant is classic. Classic. Take a listen to what she had to say, and this video has gone viral. Being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college, and I am in person, and I'm commuting in the city, and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now, so that's off the table. Like, duh. If I was able to walk to work, and it would, it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me. Like, I leave here at like I get on the train at seven thirty, and I don't get home. Till like 6 15 earliest and then like i don't have time to do anything i don't i want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset oh my god <laughs> nothing to do with my job at all but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy being in the office mm. nine to five like if it was remote you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine but like i'm not home it takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like meet like a guy i don't know like how do you have time for like dating like i don't have time for anything and i'm like so stressed out (laughs) am i so dramatic it's fine oh my goodness 
I am very concerned for the next generation coming up. It's called adulthood. Yes, uh, nobody, uh, you know, likes having to be at work the whole day, but it is part of life, young lady. So, anyway. Oh, that is, uh... The word snowflake definitely comes to mind, for sure. Anyway. Uh, so many comments I could make, but uh, the clip says it all, my friends. Good morning. Good morning. Well, how is your financial situation? Are you having trouble? These days, things cost a lot, and a lot of debt has piled up, and of course, interest rates are higher than ever, and people are sounding off on what they'd be willing to give up in order to be debt-free. I used to work for Dave Ramsey, and we would have people come into the office every Friday in the lobby, and they would do their debt-free screams. It was always an inspiring moment. So I certainly can attest to what happens when people are able to get out from under debt, the freedom that they experience. Someone polled 1,000 Americans, what would you be willing to give up to be debt-free. Would you be willing to give up exercise for two years to be totally debt-free? Most people said no. 52% not willing to do that. Yeah, because, I mean, can't you just give up something else? Yeah, I think you need to keep the exercise going because you may not be around to enjoy your debt freedom. Ten other things. How many of us would give up? People would give up their car. 30% would to be debt-free. 22% would give up their phone for a year to be debt-free. 12% would give up their pet for a year to be debt-free. 73% said they would give up alcohol for two years to be debt-free. 70% say they would not travel for two years and would stay home in order to be debt-free. No streaming for two years? Yeah, 59% said yes. Amazon for life. You have to give up Amazon for life. To be debt-free, 42% of people said yes. I mean, that's a no-brainer. For sure. What's Amazon really doing for you anyway? Social media for life. 38% of people said they would give up social media for life in order to be debt-free. And then 35% of people are willing to work 365 days in a row, an entire year, without a single day off. That's probably what you're going to have to do to be debt-free, just so you know. Uh, It's not something that you can magically make happen by giving up Amazon. It is something that takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice, and enduring all the people saying, what, you're not going to go do this with us because you're trying to be debt-free? Come on, man. Yeah, you have to endure ridicule from your peers as well. So it does take a lot of sacrifice, but... As Dave Ramsey says, you got to be willing to live like no one else so later you can live like no one else and still keep Amazon. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, how about a nice walk on the beach? Finding a bottle with a message in it. That happened recently to a couple in Australia. They discovered the bottle, expecting some message from a far-off land. They took the top off of it emptied the sandy-looking contents in the bottle so they could read the message inside. Yeah, it must have just got some sand in it. Uh, no, actually, it wasn't a message in a bottle. It was a big surprise. I've seen a bottle here. What's up? Looks like it's got a message in it. Wonga Beach. Crystal would open it up and see what's going on here. First one, ever? First message in a bottle. Here lies... 
Oh, they're ashes. Oh, what? Oh, no. Oops. Here lies the ashes of Jeffrey. If found, please throw bottle into outgoing tide so I can continue my journey. Oops. Uh-oh, they found somebody's ashes and dumped them out all over the beach. Yikes. That is not something you want to find on the beach with a message in it. Anyway, uh, nothing left to say. That is Stranger Than Fiction. Uh, good morning. Good morning. We are back in studio with Greg Thurman of Thurman and Flanagan Talking Law. Good to see you, Greg. Last time you were talking about social security and detailing some of that coming up. What are we going to learn today? Well, I thank you for having me back in the studio. So all of our listeners are familiar with social security. A lot of people equate social security with social security retirement. What I'm talking about is social security disability. When people work as an employee, typically as a W-2 employee, there is a tax, we call it FICA, that is taken out of the employee's paycheck. The employer also contributes to that. And a percentage of that goes into the social security disability insurance program. Obviously, the majority of it goes into the retirement portion for the earner, but there is a percentage that goes into the disability program. So we have a federally run disability program for our workers. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. So when we're talking about social security disability, I am talking about people that have worked, paid into the system and are vested or the term that social security uses is insured status, which I think confuses a lot of people because they think of health insurance, but you have to have worked and paid in so much through your FICA, through so many quarters to, to be vested or insured for the purpose of social security disability insurance to pursue a claim for disability. I have been representing people against the government because it is the government that collects this tax. It is the government that sets the rules and regulations as to how somebody is disabled, becomes disabled, remains disabled. And I have been battling the government and the Social Security Administration and then the agencies that oversee their decisions for 26 years plus. And I'm very proud to have taken on that area of practice. And it's been something that has really separated me from a lot of other attorneys because next to the IRS tax code, there are more rules, regulations, case law, listing of impairments related to the Social Security Disability Program than any other federally run program. Wow, that's incredible. So it's really, really complicated as far as the specifics. But to reset, basically, you are someone who works and a certain amount of money is taken out of your check, the FICA. Part of it goes to Social Security retirement. Part of it is Social Security disability. This isn't health insurance or life insurance. It's specifically about disability. That is correct. And so typically when somebody calls me wanting to talk about pursuing a disability claim, I have to explain to them that when it comes to Social Security, it is not a temporary disability program. It's not a short-term disability program. It is a program that requires me to prove, or the the claimant, I should say, to prove that they are unable to work full-time at any job, eight hours a day, five days a week. There are a lot of factors that go into that to determine whether or not that person uh, is disabled. And that is where I have spent a quarter century of my time learning the different, you know, regulations, case law, listings of impairments uh, that are out there that the grid rules allow me to represent people to, to win their case. More than you ever wanted to know about it, right? More than ever thought I would know about it, for sure. Uh, One of the things that I think separates the Social Security Disability Program from the Social Security Retirement Program, if you started working, for instance, at 16 years of age, and you worked until you were 36, 
you have worked 20 years. You are going to get retirement when you reach your retirement age. Social security disability is a little different. That's the term insured status. I think the listeners understand the term vested probably a little easier. So let's say you started working at 16. You worked until you were 36, 20 straight years. You pay into the system, but then you take off five years, say from 36 to 41 to take care of maybe an ailing parent and you're not working, you're not paying into the system. And then six years after not working, let's say you're in a terrible accident and you're disabled and unable to work because of those injuries. It shocks people to find out that they cannot pursue a social security disability claim because they are no longer insured. Their insured status expires after five years of not paying into the system. Wow. And so they are no longer vested to pursue a social security disability insurance claim. Their retirement hadn't gone away. It'd be there when they reach retirement age. But if you don't pursue a disability claim within five years of stopping working, then you're going to have an issue with whether or not you can pursue a claim because of you may not have insured status in that program. Is there a part-time, full-time employment status that comes into play in that five-year period or that, that that gap? What it boils down to is how much have you paid in on a quarterly basis? You look at the date you allege you became disabled and you look back over the 40 quarters from that date. So basically that 10-year period and you have to have paid in 20 of 40 quarters and you have to have paid in a minimal threshold in order to pay enough in during those quarters to get a quarter of coverage and you have to have 20 of 40 quarters of coverage to be vested for a social security disability claim i can see exactly why someone needs to hire you to do this stuff Well, and that's just the beginning of it. I mean, it is a very complex process. I think what is frustrating uh, for a lot of my clients, it's a lengthy process. It's not a short-term fix for somebody that can turn to this program to keep the lights on, so to speak, when they've had, you know, a health event in their life. And so there are other programs that are out there, private programs and VA disability and workers' comp and different programs. But for Social Security Disability, it is more of a marathon than a sprint. And I'm looking forward to explaining to our listeners what's all involved and of course, my role as an advocate in, in getting people their benefits. We look forward to that because it's already been extremely educational. Look forward to finding out more about this. Thank you, Greg, for being in studio with Thurman and Flanagan. We'll be back next week with Talking Law. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. This is from Texas, where a school bus driver saved a seven-year-old boy that was choking on a quarter. This is the bus driver, Raquel Radford Baker, and the boy, Preston Bell, talking about her life-saving efforts. Student came up to me. I thought he was sick, so he appeared to be throwing up. So I was like, hey, throw up. You know, so I opened up the door to tell him to throw up outside. And when he turned back and looked at me, he was basically letting me know he couldn't breathe. I immediately got off the bus, picked him up, and ran down the stairs. On my way to the sidewalk, I was doing the homelick, telling him, breathe, baby, breathe. I got you. I got you. I choked on a quarter, and then Raquel saved my life. Wow, that is a quick action story to save that kid's life. Worth far more than a quarter, I might add. That is truly good news. If you've got a story out there that's good, let us tell it. Email it to show at ikewingate.com. Good morning to you. Hope you are having a fantastic Wednesday. Here we are on the first of the month, which is kind of wild. The dating app Tinder. I've never used it. I'm sure some of you out there have, and they've made some changes to the app. It's a dating app, and you find your matches or whatever on it. Well, the biggest disadvantage to online dating is that your parents are less involved in helping you find a date. Is that true? No, it's not true. 
But Tinder is serious about your parents chiming in on your choices. Tinder has just announced a few new features. One of them is matchmaking. The matchmaking option, which allows you to send profiles to friends and family and let them weigh in. The, the idea is that it can help you find out if a potential match passes the friend test and if they'll get your parents' approval or not. Friends and family will also be able to recommend matches to you. Just what you wanted. Your entire family telling you who you should date, right? The people who you invite to weigh in do not have to have Tinder accounts, though. Okay? And they also are not able to say anything on your behalf or anything like that with the other person's profile. So just in case it's something you want to consider where you want to get mom or dad's approval and you just send them the profiles and go from there. I tell you what, here we are in 2023 and this is what we're doing. Never a dull moment. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Welcome Friday night. Going to be having some Friday football action for you. By the way, we'll be tailgating before the Berryville Bobcats game at Castle Rental and Pawn in Berryville at 3.30 with the Harder House. Come on out and hang out. Cheer on the Bobcats. The Bobcats, of course, traveling to Tiger Stadium, taking on the Green Forest Tigers in the Carroll County Super Bowl. Action that is looked, looked forward to. I don't know. The entire... Berryville Green Forest community. We look forward to this every single year, the Carroll County Super Bowl. And of course, one of the fun things that is part of the festivities is the Carroll County Super Bowl chili cook-off and soup, soup as in soup that you eat, Super Bowl chili cook-off. It's pre- uh, presented by Anstaff Bank. No better way to end the regular season than by participating in the game of the year. Try your hand at winning the illustrious Grand Champion Prize, People's Choice Award, or just come out for some delicious chili. Last year's Grand Champions, Leanne and Addie Ashford, defending their claim on the best chili in Carroll County on Friday night. Are you going to challenge them? Don't put cinnamon in it. It's all in great fun and, of course, a fundraiser for both the Berryville Athletic Department and Green Forest Booster Club. You can hear that game if you're not able to make it out to Tiger Stadium. You can hear it on 107.1 KTHS. And, of course, the Huntsville Eagles are going to be hitting the field Friday night as well against Ozark at Ozark. You can hear that game on 100.9 FM as we bring you our local high school football action live on your radio with Carroll County Broadcasting. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review. Rate us whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up. Show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.